The police break up a climate change cult that had a giant vagina. And parrots in a UK wildlife park had to be removed after swearing at the visitors. And a man tells his wife he's tested positive for COVID, flees, and then is found with a girlfriend. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet. Hey, because hey, I'm fancy. Hey, mainstream news. Listen to Weird AF News with Jonesy. The police break up a climate change cult that had a giant vagina. <laughs> yeah, this is real. Richmond, California. Uh, Richmond's Point Malate was the scene of some type of cult, or it may have been an activist gathering over the weekend, police say. Officers were called late at night and arrived to find a group of 50 to 60 people dressed in all black attire. Uh, it was claimed that they might be Antifa. However, they arrived via a party bus. So probably not Antifa. Could be a bachelor party. I mean, bachelor parties are into weird things. Uh, there's a giant vagina. This sounds like a bachelor party to me. Uh, but I'm no detective. Let's find out what was going on. Uh, these people were detained inside a dock building. Um, according to the report, the group was listening to recordings about climate change and Mother Earth. <laughs> all right. Maybe this isn't a bachelor party after all. It's a climate change cult. <laughs> Let's gather in abandoned buildings and talk about how the earth is warming and the glaciers are melting. <laughs> Help us, Mother Earth. Heal us. I mean, I'm just trying to act out what was probably going on. Here's the kicker, though. The group was listening to the recordings about Mother Earth while assembled around a four-foot-tall model of a vagina. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> no doubt they're praying to Mother Earth and they're using this vagina, the symbol of life. <laughs> is this some kind of vagina cult? Is that what this is? Yeah, the cults are so squirrely and weird. I just don't understand where they come from, where they get their beliefs. Are they just lonely people? Uh, that's what I think at the end of the day. There's just lonely people. They're like, hey, let, what are you doing this weekend? Nothing. I don't have friends. All right. Well, you want to come and meet me and my buddies? You know, we don't have friends either. But every Sunday we get around. Uh, we go to abandoned buildings. We take a party bus and uh, we stand around a vagina and sing about climate change i i don't know it's it just if you if you don't have anybody and you got nothing going on on sunday just you know hit us up it's it's free to join <laughs> we're looking for believers or not <laughs> is there a chance you might get arrested of course but isn't it worth it you might find your soulmate at this time no arrests were made and there is no information on what the group is or what they are affiliated with I mean, clearly they're affiliated with uh, female genitalia. Here's a quote from Richmond Police Spokesperson Sergeant Aaron Pomeroy. It appeared the event was well organized and the group may have had the props and the accessories previously staged. I'm not going to say what those props are because there's children in the room right here. I'll just tell you, it was genitalia related and it was huge. Okay, it was the biggest I've ever seen. All right. And I've been to a few burlesque shows myself. It was nothing like that stripper in Miami. But, you know, that's for another story. The incident is still under investigation and detectives will look further into the group's actions, intentions and possible targets within the city of Richmond, of course.
Thank you very much. And that was Sergeant Aaron Pomeroy, uh, mostly. Some of it was me. <laughs> what I want to know is what happened to the giant vagina? I imagine it's at the local police station. They propped it up in the office, and they're all laughing at it, taking selfies with it. <laughs> and that'll be put on the Richmond Police Department Facebook page, no doubt. Parrots were removed from a wildlife park after they started swearing at all the customers. A group of parrots at a zoo in the UK had to be put back into isolation after they all started yelling F you at the customers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The five African gray parrots were adopted on August 15th and put into a room together at the Lincolnshire Wildlife Park. Is that where they learned how to swear? Where did you get these parrots from, these swearing parrots? Don't you look into the past of the animals that you adopt? Wildlife Park? You got to know who, know who they were rolling with. You know, these are some gangster parrots here. They got no manners. Insulting the guests. You had to know when you picked them up. It appears that they used their time in isolation, actually, teaching each other foul language. <laughs> they learned it in isolation. That's amazing. Who was teaching them? It had to be a human, right? Could they teach themselves how to swear? Ah, oh, I wonder. See, I've never owned gray parrots. I don't know how smart they are. I mean, if they're locked up with Netflix, they'll definitely learn how to swear for sure. Now, the foul language left park staff in hysterics. They thought it was funny, but not so funny when the customers came around. Swift action had to be taken when they started using these obscenities with the guests, of course. CEO Steve Nichols said the parrots were put into a timeout. Um, he says over the last 25 years, he's taken in many parrots that have sometimes had a bit of blue language. It's pretty common. He says every now and then you'll get one that swears. It's always funny. We always find it very comical when they do swear at you. <laughs> oh, yeah, Steve. What about when the customers come around, you dummy? But these particular parrots, with nothing better to do in isolation, and because by chance the latest crop were all adopted at the same time, they quarantined together, leaving a room, quote, full of swearing birds. Mr. Nichols says, the more they swear, the more you usually laugh, which then triggers them to swear again and swear even more. They've been swearing up a storm all through isolation, of course. They not only learn to swear, but learn to laugh at each other swearing. Imagine the scene. Within only 20 minutes of them being on display in the public, there were reports of the parrots swearing at a customer, and things quickly escalated. We found it highly amusing, and the customers were fine. There were no problem at all, but we worried because we had a weekend coming up, and there were children on the way. That was a quote from the zookeeper. While the swearing birds helped to put a smile on everyone's face despite the worries of COVID-19, they were placed in an offshore enclosure in the hopes they would be influenced by other parrots to behave more appropriately. Is that how it works? You just put them around other parrots? And they learn how to say simple words like apple and carrot and hello, like boring stuff. <laughs> how do you know that other parrots just aren't going to pick up on the swears from these this group of ornery swearing rat, uh, parrots? Oh, this sounds like fun. I should get myself a group of parrots. I could just have a great time teaching them all sorts of shit. The plan is to release the five birds into separate areas so they can't encourage each other anymore. However, everyone has appreciated the humor the mischievous parrots have afforded at the park because the pandemic has meant the charity will likely have lost up to 400,000 pounds this year. It's been a rough year for zoos, apparently. Hey, you know, it seems to me if your zoo is struggling, just keep the swearing parrots right there, front and center. People are going to come from far and wide to hear what these ornery parrots are saying. For sure. I would. I would want to hear it. I want to see it. 
You can shoot YouTube videos that'll go viral. You can make money that way. These parrots are your ticket out, baby. I'm telling you right now. People want swearing animals. They, it's amazing. Uh, you'll see. A man lied to his wife about testing positive for COVID. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Tried to disappear and then was found with a girlfriend. A 28-year-old man from Navi, Mumbai, who went missing in July after calling his wife that he had tested positive for coronavirus, was found last week with his girlfriend, police say. What is this guy thinking? The man made a very dramatic call to his wife in July and said, Honey, my coronavirus test report has come out to be positive. I cannot live anymore. Before his puzzled wife could ask any questions, he hung up. She then called up her brother for help, who then reached out to the police. It was soon after that the man's bicycle, helmet, bag, and keys were found on one road. The police could not get any information, though, about his whereabouts. It seemed as though he disappeared. The investigation by the police intensified. The probe increased. The police learned about his extramarital affair. And then after a month-long search, the police found out that he was in a place called Indore, I-N-D-O-R-E. Or is it Indore? I don't know. I've never been anywhere. The investigation team was sent all the way to Indore, and the missing man was finally found with his girlfriend. <laughs> he was brought back to Mumbai shortly thereafter. Wow, this guy really must have not liked his wife. To go through these lengths, to get out of it. <laughs> And to not really have an explanation, just to hang up the phone. How dumb are you? Honey, I got COVID. Okay, I, I can't talk. Bye-bye. My life is over. I'm dying. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> like, that's basically how it went down. Sir, sir, are you okay or what? Do you really think that that's sufficient for you? You know, by the way, if you die by COVID, you, you know, you go to the morgue, I assume. You go, somebody picks you up. You just don't die and disappear forever and ever. Did you think, like, your wife wasn't going to call you know, the local hospital morgue or the police. What did you think was going to happen, sir? F what a fool. You would be better off telling your wife that you were being abducted by aliens at this point. I mean, even that's a better plan. Still cockamamie. Jonesy, why are you saying words like cockamamie? I don't know. I watched too many Looney Tunes as a kid. But it means ridiculous, okay, if you're looking it up. It's a ridiculous plan to say that you have COVID and disappear. First of all, you don't just immediately die with COVID. I mean, does this guy know anything about COVID? And what I would like to know is, has this moron tried this with other scenarios? Like he calls his wife and says, honey, I got mad cow disease. I'm not going to live. Click. <laughs> honey, I got the swine flu. Click. <laughs> I think I have Ebola. I got to go. Climate change. I'm melting. I'll never see you again, honey. Bye-bye. Click. Honey, I did the Tide Pod challenge and I ate one. I have no time to live. Bye-bye. You know, some people just don't want to be with some people. And those people need to tell those people <laughs> that they don't want to be with them so that we can avoid this nonsense. Although it does make a nice story for Weird AF News, so I'm grateful for that. Yay! One fine day, you're gonna listen to Weird AF News.
Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, everyone. Do you like old school music? <laughs> I do. Have you ever seen the movie Diner? Um, what are you guys up to anyways? I'm obsessed with movies from the 70s, by the way. You should know that about me. I don't know why. I uh, I really like The Network. That's like one of my favorite flicks. And I just rewatched a bunch of films like uh, The Shining, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, uh, a bunch of them in there. I'm missing one. No. What, Mean Streets? Ah, man, shit ton. Share with me your favorite '70s movie. I'd love to hear if you if you do if you do enjoy that genre. Uh, is it a genre? Decade. I'll just call it a decade to be safe here. Um, yeah, that's my. I think that's my favorite decade of movies. A lot of people dig the '80s. Yeah, there's some good ones. Back to the Future, Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, anybody ever watch Weird Science? That's a hilarious, stupid movie. Uh, I think was it the Road Warrior and uh, Mad Max? Is that are those '80s? I do like those films. Um, but I'm pretty partial to the seventies. Um, but yeah, call me and let me know what you like. Six, four, six, four, five, zero, 2012. Or you could just email me funnyjones at gmail.com. That's pretty cool. Another way to get a hold of me. Uh, Instagram at funny Jones. That's pretty cool. Check out my Patreon, Patreon, uh, P A T R E O N.com slash weird AF news. If you're listening five days a week and you'd like to support the show, then, uh, you can by joining the Patreon. And uh, buying Jonesy a beer uh, like once a month. Pretty cool, right? Uh, you can also get to the Patreon by going to the official weirdafnews.com website. So check that out. Uh, or you can click on a link in the description of this podcast as well. But you might be listening on a smart speaker, in which case you'll have to tell your smart speaker to go to weirdafnews.com. And then tell it. Oh, no, I don't even know what you do after that. I think you got to just do it on your phone or your laptop or something. Um, yeah, I'm not so good with the technicals. That's why I had to pay someone to help me with the website. <laughs> I tried to do it myself, but nah, not so good. Jonesy doesn't have these skills. Um, but I'm glad that I gave someone money because I mean, the job is much better than what I could have done. You got to know your lane, bro. Know your lane, know what you're good at and then have people do the other stuff, right? This is what I'm good at. Give me a microphone in my hand, and that's it. That's all I'm really capable of. Uh, you know, I don't have to be in a closet. I could be anywhere with a microphone. Have you seen me on the street? Man on the street? I got those kinds of skills. I've hosted shows before. I know the deal. Just give me a microphone. I can do it. Anybody hiring out there? Actually, I could use a job. <laughs> I got no, I've had no hosting or acting gigs in many, many months. No stand up gigs. What the hell, man? What is going on? I mean, at least I have the podcast, though. And I got you weirdos that I can, uh, you know, turn my microphone on five days a week. So that makes me pleased. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope I'm a nice distraction from what's going on in the world right now. I really do. And, uh, I mean, mainstream news can be a real bitch. But Weird AF News might make you laugh. You do learn things about the world, too. So that's something. I don't know why I'm pimping out my podcast. You've already listened to the end. Clearly, you're into it. <laughs> Who listens this long, you weirdo? Uh 
anyways, thank you for your time. I appreciate your loyalty. Uh, please leave a review and tell a friend. And uh, we'll, we'll see you tomorrow.